So the, the question we're trying to answer is, can do, do the specification of these statistical models actually make a difference in the risk estimates we produce? Because that's ultimately what these epidemiologic studies are doing. We are trying to calculate a risk or a health outcome uh, based off that radiation exposure. And so the way you, you know, do the math basically is you, you put all these factors in and it, you get this risk estimate. Well, one of the big questions is if a factor changes over time and we can, we can model, we can handle that statistically, does that actually influence that risk estimate that we produce? And should we be changing how we specify those time varying factors within that statistical model? This is the ORISE feature cast. Join host Michael Holtz for conversations with ORISE experts on STEM workforce development, scientific and technical reviews, and the evaluation of radiation exposure and environmental contamination. You'll also hear from ORISE research program participants and their mentors as they talk about their experiences and how they are helping shape the future of science. Welcome to the ORISE FeatureCast. Welcome to another episode of the ORISE FeatureCast. As ever, I'm your host, Michael Holtz, in the Communications and Marketing Department at the Oak Ridge Institute for Science and Education. And I'm really excited because this episode, I have a co-host. It's been a little while since we've done co-hosts here at the ORISE FeatureCast. And I'm thrilled to introduce Amber Davis, who has been on the communications and marketing team for six weeks. Amber, welcome to the ORISE FeatureCast and welcome to um, ORU and ORISE. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to do this with you all. How long? So how's it going so far? <laughs> it's good. I think I think we did count. I think we're on week six. So I'm still learning a lot. There is so much to learn here. And that's just so exciting. Uh, so uh, I've, I've been pretty busy trying to, to catch up on, on all that we have going on. There's a lot happening. And part of that a lot happening is what we are talking about today with our friend, Sarah Howard, um, who is working on an ORAU-directed research and development project. And Sarah's going to tell us all about her work with Ashley Golden and with Vanderbilt University and the Million Person Study and all of the stuff that's going on. But first, I want to introduce Sarah. Sarah, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back on. It's always fun to see you guys. Uh, and spend some time chatting. Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad to have you. And um, just for folks who maybe haven't, you know, met you before, tell us who you are and what you do for ORISE and ORU. Okay, sure. So I'm, like you said, I'm Sarah Howard. I'm an epidemiologist and biostatistician here at ORU and ORISE. Um, I actually work on both sides of the house, as we say. Um, right. And most of what I do are epidemiologic <sighs> studies. We we look at health effects, basically, uh, mainly of occupational related exposures, uh, particular interest in radiation, of course, uh, right. but other exposures as well. Um, and we just kind of conduct those large studies um, interested in a variety of health effects. But that's, that's kind of it. That's kind of it. Well, and so one of those studies actually is 
the work that you're doing um, in collaboration with Vanderbilt University around the Million Worker Study. Um, and so the title of your project is Evaluation of Time-Dependent Covariance in Radiation Dose Response Models in the Million Worker Study. That's a lot of words. Yes. Um, <laughs> from an overarching <laughs> high-level perspective, um, talk about this project and what you're doing. Okay. So yes, yeah, that is a lot of words. We got to get shorter titles. Um, but what we're what we're doing um, for this ODRD project really ties in to one of our our larger studies, as the million person study, where we're looking at the health effects um, from radiation of chronically exposed people, um, one million U.S. workers and veterans. And so that's a very large study that's been going on for a while. Uh, but one of the questions we had as researchers is, you know, we're, we're following these people over pretty long time periods. Things change for them um, as far as when they're hired, maybe they're hired, it isn't changed, but how long they've been employed, different types of exposure, um, different factors other than radiation change over time. And so how do we actually model that statistically? Are we actually accounting for that? Um, and so this project is really kind of a two-phased approach. We, um, the first kind of part was using our traditional statistical methods that we use in um, the Million Person Study and other EPI research to just see what, what happens if we, if we model these um, time-varying factors differently. Uh, and then the other approach with Vanderbilt, which is you know, the second part that they, they really took on was, okay, what happens if we simulate it and use methods from other fields and adapt them to um, maybe some non-traditional fields, um, you know, non-traditional methods for epidemiology? Um, Sarah, if I can jump in. So I, I, I'm i going to be, you know, tracking with you as, as basic <laughs> as possible. <laughs> um, so I know you're, you're studying, you're researching, but what's the question you're really trying to answer with this? So the, the question we're trying to answer is, can't do, do the specification of these statistical models actually make a difference in the risk estimates we produce? Because that's ultimately what these epidemiologic studies are doing. We are trying to calculate a risk or a health outcome uh, based off that radiation exposure. And so the way you, you know, do the math basically is you, you put all these factors in and it, you get this risk estimate. Well, one of the big questions is if a factor changes over time and we can we can model, we can handle that statistically does that actually influence that risk estimate that we produce? And should we be changing how we specify those time varying factors within that statistical model? Gotcha, so does that then change, um, I guess outside of the data, can that then change um, I guess putting that risk in, in sort of a real world perspective, you know, maybe understanding what that risk factor is to educate workers, you know, about the possibility of, you know, if this changes, then X. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And it, it possibly could. We're, we're a long way from being able to say that definitively. Sure. Uh, you know, with research, you got to build a little bit at a time <laughs> right, and right. do it over and over again. Um, but yes, yeah, so this is kind of the first step to be like, okay, we, 
we have these risk models that we run, we can make a risk estimate, but we want to make sure we're capturing everything correctly in those models. Because if you're not specifying things correctly, then your risk estimates are what we call as bias in epidemiology. So they're not, they're not exactly what they should be, basically. Um, and if we can specify that better, um, and then that creates a less biased estimate. Or we might find, you know, hey, it didn't really make a difference. We're good. <laughs> and we move on from the question and that's it. So. Right, gotcha. Because, right, I mean, at the end of the day, answering the question is, you know, <laughs> yes or no, maybe, maybe not. You know, yes, it changed. Okay. Whatever, you know, I mean, you'll know from the from the data what the you know whether you've answered the question or not. And you, as we know from science, <laughs> we learn. You know, was was that the right question? Was that not the right question? Do we need to ask it a different way? All of those things. Yeah, and, and Sarah, I know that uh, you're not done <laughs> with the research, um, but what's really exciting about these projects is um, we, we get the opportunity to research and then do something. So what is the hope? You know, are, are you just going to be writing like a, a white paper? Or are you presenting? What, what's the hope that you get to do um, with your findings from this research? So we've already had some pretty exciting, I guess, um, outputs from this. So last in August 2022, the kind of first step of this was, um, like I said, the more traditional methods. The results from that, from the initial phase of that, Ashley actually presented, Ashley Golden, at the joint statistical meeting in Washington, D.C. Um, she had a oral presentation where she walked through, you know, things we were doing, what were some of those results. And then um, from the Vanderbilt side, um, Ben Fritch, who was our faculty for Vanderbilt, he had a graduate student working with him, um, Yiji. And she actually presented at another conference, her results. Um, that happened this spring, um, looking at, because she was doing some really awesome statistical modeling that was really in the weeds and really cool. Um, so she presented that in the spring. And I believe she's going to be using part of that for her thesis, her, ma her, her master's cool. thesis. Yeah. Yeah. So you've already had some results. That's awesome. See, I'm, I'm learning so much already. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, is there anything, um, Sarah, that has surprised you that maybe you weren't expecting um, or things that you've learned that maybe, I don't know, you weren't anticipating? Well, I've learned it. It definitely matters. One, one of the things we did was we look at it in different cohorts, so different populations that we've studied for the million person study. Okay. And a big one is it kind of made a little bit of difference um, in how you specify it depend on these various time varying factors between the cohorts. Um, you know, some of these cohorts will, will take, for example, duration of employment. If we specify it in a cohort that was only in operation for, you know, 15, 20 years, that's different than a site that, you know, started in the forties and is going, still going on today. Um, so it, it kind of is cohort specific, which is not, I guess, totally surprising, but it's a good thing to see. Um, but the other thing was how complicated it is to simulate the data um, and the time varying factors that Yiji was doing with Vanderbilt. Um, it got very complicated very quickly. Uh, and she did a wonderful job uh, dealing with that. But I don't think any of us anticipated how complicated it would get. <laughs> so. That sounds 
that sounds really interesting. And, you know, I definitely want to go back and kind of see how she parsed all, you know, all of that um, data. How did the relationship with Vanderbilt come together? I mean, I know they're a member of the university consortium, um, but, you know, so sometimes our subject matter experts, you know, arriving at a project with a university partner, you know, there's, I know there's synergy that comes together, but how, I guess, how did, how did you all get sort of on the same track with this project? Well, we, we had a prior relationship um, with Ben French. Um, he, radiation epidemiology and radiation in general is a pretty small field. So we, we already knew him uh, from just conferences, the radiation field small. Um, and then we got together and we're just having conversations and we realized that we we're kind of asking the same questions and, um, you know, working with him and we were kind of on the same page as, Ooh, this would be really cool if we could figure this out or different things. And, you know, Ashley suggested, Hey, why don't we try an ODRD? And then it's like, great. I've got a graduate student who'd be really good at this. <laughs> and that's kind of how it happened. It's just no getting to know people and, you know, from conferences, coll other collaborative work, and just talking through these issues that are common in um, radiation epidemiology. Awesome, that sounds great. Um, and I know you've, you've talked about, you know, some presentations have already been, been done. I assume more are, more are coming <laughs> as this research gets further developed. Yes, as it continues on, I anticipate, you know, we'll, we will try to get the results out, um, whether through presentations or writing um, other, other reports, white papers, things like that. Um, that's a big part of science, being able to communicate your results. Um, and so that's something we definitely want to emphasize going forward um, and making sure that this gets out here so other people can build on it, we can build on it, um, and that just further advances the science. Awesome. Um, I know that this is, you know, ODRD projects are always kind of seed money for research projects like this. Um, is there hope for further funding to keep the project going? Is there a commitment to keep the work going? We would like to keep it going, of course, um, and we're kind of trying to find an opportunity that fits it. Um, you know, you don't want to just send out something that has no chance. Um, so we're kind of looking for the, the best place to put that. Um, and as far as still building on it, you know, Gigi's still a graduate student. So she, she'll probably continue working as part of hers. Um, and we'll support her in any way we can, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's so exciting to be a part of something where you're um, learning that, you know, because again, this is always going to better what's coming and what we understand about exposure, especially since it's all around us. I love that you guys are doing this. Thanks. It's, it's been interesting research and, you know, something that I really appreciate as a younger researcher is being able to develop, you know, younger researcher skills myself. And then also EG as a graduate student, um, that's so important for building that future of our workforce for STEM and for whatever you go on to do, um, this is such a great opportunity that can't really be overlooked, right? Is building that next generation. Right. Well, and it sounds like 
you personally, Sarah, are in a really cool position because, I mean, you've got Ashley Golden, who is an awesome mentor, and then you get to be a mentor to, you know, the graduate student at Vanderbilt. So, um, which I know is something we, we always love to talk about that, you know, on the Rise feature cast in terms of mentorship and the importance of that to bringing the next generation of scientists, you know, into the pipeline. So maybe just, I guess, talk about that a little bit from your perspective. Oh yeah. That, that has been such an awesome opportunity. Um, and not just Ashley Golden, although she is phenomenal. Um, she's given me a lot of great opportunities, a lot of great experience, but also, you know, Betsy Ellis, Donna Craigle, there have been, and, you know, Davida Hammond, who's, who's not an epidemiologist, but another scientist I work with a lot. They do such a great job of fostering, um, I think, young scientists to learn more than what you're taught in the classroom um, and to really help you develop your skills further. And then to be able to turn around and help to do that for someone else is such an amazing opportunity and a great experience. And I love that ORU and ORISE really supports that um, because we want to see the science grow. And how do you do that? Well, you've got to have scientists. and that is such an important thing for the future, for sure. Absolutely. Well, cool. this sounds like great work. And Sarah, I look forward to, um, at some point, having you back to talk about either more about this project as you learn more or the next big thing, because I know there are more big things coming down the road for for you and the work that you do. So. Um, Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us tonight. Well, thank you guys so much for having me and for letting me uh, talk a little bit about research. Absolutely glad to have you. Thank you for listening to the ORISE Feature Cast. To learn more about the Oak Ridge Institute for Science and Education, visit orise.orau.gov or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ORISE Connect. If you like the ORISE feature cast, give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. The Oak Ridge Institute for Science and Education is managed by ORAU for the U.S. Department of Energy.